as you know, I have been sharing in the last two weeks a message or a mini-series, I call it, a short series of three Sundays uh, called Radical Generosity, the God Kind. Um, and, and the messages have been interesting. I have gotten some callbacks and, and some feedback, which has been very positive. This is supposed to be our stewardship campaign, uh, but for those of us, for those of you who are visiting, uh, what we have found out is that this is a very, 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 very generous congregation. So we didn't have to ask. We just had to celebrate your generosity and basically ask you to continue with your loving kindness towards the ministry here at Latter Hope. Um, and, and Charles Nyaga, who's not here, he's a candidate certified, re- uh, ready to get a call. Uh, he has been studying other campaigns, and he says, that's very creative. This is because we have a very unique circumstance, and we praise God for that. And we thank every one of you for all of your labor and effort as you contribute here at Latter Hope. But today I want to talk about specifically of the questions, where do blessings come from? But before I do that, I would like for you to accompany me in your Bibles. Notice I say your Bibles, so I do expect that you have a Bible somewhere, either electronically, technologically, or in paper, black and white. Uh, And I would encourage you to look in the book of Ephesians. Ephesians is in the Third Testament. Somebody got it? Yeah. There's no such thing. Yeah. So it's in the New Testament. I'm just checking you who's listening and who's not listening. Who's with me and who's dozing off because the weather is like that. It's my first fall and I told you that I've become a driving hazard. But that has subsided quite a bit as the peak of fall has kind of waned down. Uh, yes, Esther, I was announcing here at the congregation that I was a driving hazard. Because as I was driving through town, I was like, oh my God, how beautiful. Oh my gosh. And I had to correct my driving several times in this beautiful fall that we had this year. Um, so if you are in Ephesians, we're not going to go for so far, chapter 1, and we're going to share uh, verses 6 and verses 8. Listen to the word of the Lord. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. This is the word of the Lord. Some years ago, a great movie came out called Schindler's List. How many of you saw it? And towards the end of the movie, we, we, we find Schindler, Mr. Schindler, who had been a German uh, a worker, owner of a factory. And what he was trying to do, he was against the Nazi agenda. But he played the role of being along with the Nazis as he would be one of the, of the war machine elements because in his factory, they were building bullets, but he was making sure those bullets were bad. He was sabotaging his own efforts. 
Also, what he was doing was he was purchasing Jews to work in his factory. And by purchasing Jews to work in his factory, he was giving them the freedom and the hope that someday they may make it through the war. Because if you didn't make it to Schindler's factory, you were going to Krakow. That's where you're going to, to that cow. That's where you're going to end up. However, when the movie finishes and he's announcing his employees that they are going to be free at the strike of midnight, he looks at his hands and he sees his ring. And he gets remorse. He begins to experience this great spirit of conviction. And he said, look with this ring. With this ring, I could have even bought 10 more slaves. With his car, he kicks the car. He says, I could have bought 20 more slaves, 20 more Jews with that. I could have saved 30 people with just the ring and the car. I could have been a greater blessing than what I had been. I could have been a greater blessing. Yet the Jewish community has called him one of the holy ones. And if you go to his gravesite, you will see many stones placed on his tombs as memorials from Jews from around the world. They come by his gravesite and they thank Schindler for his risk. But for Schindler, it was not good enough. It was just not good enough. He could have been a greater blessing. You see, in our lives, and, and as I have been sharing in, uh, with this uh, mini-series on the radical generosity, the God kind, we found out in the first week that God is a generous God. And we found out that God was generous because we studied His creation. And we studied God's creation as a creation full of generosity. And we found out that He did not even make one kind of orchid. He made 900 different kinds of orchids. He, we also discovered that in Georgia, there's not only one kind of peach that's grown. We have 40 kinds of peaches that are grown in Florida. Take that, South Carolina. You see, so, because <laughs> I, I figured out there's a competition between South Carolina peaches and Georgia, but I'm in Georgia right now. <laughs> so we found out the diversity that God created in birds, in nature. We talk about with children when they were here, that there are so many insects in our creation right now, as I'm speaking right now, more insects right now, more critters that we love to hate than human beings have existed throughout eternity. Right now, there are more critters than human beings throughout history. That's the diversity. And when we discovered that, we found out that it was not only that God was a God of, of generous nature, but that his nature was generosity. And we found out that God was a giver, not a? God is a? Not a? God's a giver, not a taker. And God not only gave the law and gave himself as people were able to worship him in the tabernacle, as God showed who God was to God's people. That's generosity. We talk about God's generosity to be abundant. We talk about God's generosity to be exaggerated, to be ridiculously, overwhelmingly exuberant. Because God is a giver and not a taker. Then last week, we briefly began to study about Jesus. Is Jesus a giver or a taker? Jesus is a giver. We found out that we only, we, we, we thought through, and I have another partner here. Boy, we broke our heads last Sunday trying to figure out when did Jesus give money to somebody? 
We couldn't find it. Oh, we talked about when he paid the the tax. Yeah, okay. But we found out that Jesus, as long as we know, I'm sure it happened, because it's part of who he was. The manifestation of God, the demonstration of God here on earth. So if God is generous, guess how Jesus was going to be? Also generous. But not only generosity in giving, but also generosity. We found out that we have a Jesus who is generous in love, who is generous in forgiveness, who is generous with his words, who is generous with his wisdom. A Jesus who was generous with people and fed them and fed them not only physically, but spiritually. And when they walked away and left them behind, as John 6, 66 says, they left them. Because things were getting tough. And they weren't willing to pay the price. And he asked Peter, are you also going to go with them? And Peter replies, oh Lord, no, we won't leave you. Where else can we find words of life but in you? So Jesus was a giver. Jesus was generous in word, was generous in miracles, was generous in healings. Actually, he withheld healing one time, and he didn't go to a town because and he wouldn't do any miracles there. You know why? Because there was no faith. He did not go to a town and perform miracles because there was no faith in that town. And can I say he wasn't going to waste his time? If there is no faith, why should I? And he withheld that miracle. So, but he was generous because he was a manifestation of God right here with us. Right here with us. So he's a God, he's a Jesus who serves, who teaches, and also who blesses. Now, where do blessings come from? What does the word blessing come from? Where, uh, there are many ways of studying the word blessing depending which language you're coming from. I want to go in the Hebrew and the Greek, because those were the original languages in which we find a lot of our scripture also in the Aramean. But in the Greek mentality, the word barak, baruch hatov adonai, baruch hatov adonai elohaino. Blessed be the Lord our God. Blessed be the Lord our God of all creation. And I cover my head. Blessings. The idea seems to be of giving good wishes. That's how some of us think of it this day. The idea of being a blessing also refers to the idea of wishing you well. God bless you. I wish you well. But it's a lot more than that. The concept of a blessing actually is very ancient and is very confused. But I love the confusion of it because the more confusion the experts have, the greater the mystery of God in it. And I love the mysteries of God. Because the mysteries of God is what makes God unique. It's what makes God you to understand God. It's what helps you to understand God. Because one size doesn't fit all necessarily in everything. So God can speak to each one of us mysteriously in our own unique way. So Jesus is a giver, not a taker. Jesus gives good things. Now, we know that Jesus is a giver, not a taker. Jesus blesses. And blessings are things that, you know what blessings really are? Anything and everything that helps you get closer to God. Anything and everything 
that makes you closer to God. There is another definition that talks about blessing is whatever ascends you to God. So one day in South Florida, remember the idea is that you ascend. When you're given a blessing, your wish is for that person to ascend closer to God. So one day in South Florida, I was in an elevator. And this guy walked in. And his name was Jesus. Jesus. Guess what happened? I ascended with Jesus in the elevator. (laughs) But that's the idea. That's the idea of of ascending ourselves, our spirit, our soul, and our body to God. That's what blessings are. Now, we know that James tells us very clear that all good and perfect gifts is from above coming down from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. So God is the source of every good thing. Now, are blessings always good? Are blessings always good? Yeah, but some of them are disguised. Some of them are disguised. Having an accident, having a situation that that gets you out of your routine, and you have to go through this hassle of life, and at the end, you say, boy, was that a real blessing. We call them. I just, they are blessing in disguise. So I think that our blessings are good, even though they don't feel always good. You understand that? Are you with me? You with me? They are good, though they don't always feel good. But their ultimate goal is for our prosperity, is for our sanctification and edification. That's what it is. So, yes, all blessings are good. Now, let's go to our text very briefly. Uh, This first chapter of Ephesians is a very long chapter. Actually, people put sentences, periods in it. It is suspected that it was a whole sentence from the beginning to the end of the first chapter. Actually spills over into the second chapter. And you don't really have the whole conclusion of chapter 1 all the way until the middle of chapter 2 of Ephesians 1 and 2. So it really begins with the whole idea of Paul giving a salutation. This is Paul writing to the Ephesians, the holy ones in Ephesus. You know, he has that salutation. But then he says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all heavenly... Sorry for looking at you. I just know it. With all heavenly blessings in God's realm, because you are united to Christ. God has blessed us with all, all, all spiritual blessing. Does that mean that those blessings are only going to be experienced in heaven? I doubt it. They begin here. They begin here. And in that process, then he quotes our verse. And he says, you know, and, and because of God's sending, so we praise God. If we have all spiritual blessings, 
We have all blessings from God. That God, Every good thing that God can think of us, we have it in Jesus Christ. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belongs to his son who are in Christ. He is, God is so rich in kindness and grace that he has purchased our freedom first and then the forgiveness of sins. Those two are not the same. Necessarily. Freedom is one thing. Forgiveness of sins is another. But then he continues, and this is the, the nutshell. This is actually the synthesis of Ephesians chapter 1 and 2. Oh, I know the set of doctrine I, the city of the doctrine of salvation is there in chapter 2, verse 8. It says, for by grace ye are saved through faith, and this is not of you so that you would not boast. It is a gift of God. But then two verses down, verse 10, this is what it's all about. Have you ever wondered what your life is about? Have you ever wondered what's the idea of sitting every Sunday here? Have you ever wondered why were you born? I, I know this age group that's before me has probably figured it out. If I have an age group in their teens, it's just freaking out. They're trying to figure that out. But we kind of settled that question to a degree. Here it is. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do all the good things he planned for us long ago. Where do blessings come from? Ultimately, they come from God. Practically, from you and I. When you and I feed a hunger, a hungry person out in the streets, when you and I feed somebody, when you and I clothe somebody, when you and I offer somebody in need, who do they see? You. They see you. So what it comes down to is that God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings so that we will be a blessing to others. So ultimately, all good things come from God. But practically, we are the bearers of those good things for everybody. Look at the person next to you. Tell them, you're a bearer of good things. You're a bearer of good things. You're a bearer of good things to people. You're a bearer of blessings. Yeah, that's what we are. Of greater blessing. You see? God is the source of all of our blessings. God has chosen us to be bearers of greater blessings. You see, last week we talked about that if a person who's not a believer gives and does things to the ones he loves, is there any credit in that? No. That's why the text said, love your enemies. It's a greater blessing. It's greater than just loving your friends. But loving your enemies is a greater blessing. And that's what God wants us to become. Not just a blessing, but a greater blessing. A greater blessing to people who are around us. A greater blessing to those in our community. A greater blessing to one another where we don't eat each other up. Where we accept, where we invite, where we make community 
intentionally. We are called from God to be selfish, no, but to be selfless. We are called by God and we are free by God. We are free from our selfishness to be generous and free to give. We are free from our stubbornness to learn from others. We are free from me, myself, and I to become enriched by the sharing of others in my life. We are free so that God can use us as vessels. And we have to be people of freedom so that God can use us. If we have our own limitations, if we have our own prejudices, God's not going to use us. And by the way, prejudice is not a bad word. I was very prejudiced this morning when I chose the black shirt against the blue one. Prejudice becomes a problem when we use it to people. I was very prejudiced two weeks ago when I insisted in buying my, in my sisters and I buying my mother a certain kind of car versus another. But prejudice gets ugly when we refer to people. But we are free from that to love. We are free from hate to love. We are free from lack of forgiveness to offer forgiveness to others. Oh, beloved, we are truly free in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because what, where do blessings come from? Ultimately, but practically, from each other. From each other. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your word. We thank you for teaching us that, yes, you are the source of everything that is good. But we also thank you that in Jesus, you have given all those good things to us for us to give to the world. As you have sent Jesus, so you are sending us full of grace, full of kindness, full of knowledge and understanding, full of love, patience, kindness will of forgiveness for others. Where we invite others and not exclude others. Where we sacrifice ourselves for the sake of the whole. Because greater is you that is in me than he that is in the world. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. And amen.